The Lord is awakening hearts all across our nation and the nations of the earth to come back to the power and simplicity of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. In light of this, Peter and Christie and many others have felt the leading of the Lord to have a national communion celebration. So, on July 3rd, as our nation prepared to celebrate its independence, we gathered, fathers and mothers and pastors and leaders at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, to declare our dependence on God as a nation and declare forgiveness over its people. Over the next few weeks, we'll be sharing clips from this day. But if you would like to listen to the whole thing, go to cometothetableamerica.co. This is just the beginning. It's time for true freedom to ring through our nation. It's time to live out this gospel message. And it's time to invite our nation to come to the table. We are so aware of God's pleasure and his presence with us, and this could not happen without the Church of Philadelphia, these amazing men and their wives, their ministries. Um, We have summoned you today not to be spectators, but to stand in the gap on behalf of our nation. And you'll notice that we have set a table here, not a pulpit, uh, but a table Uh, This is not any man's table. This is not my table. This is not the table of any church or ministry leader. This is the table of the Lord. And we've gathered on these grounds that are historic for our nation. We know that over 200 years ago, there was a group of men that signed a declaration that, that shaped this nation. I mean, we believe that today, the body of Christ, by the delegated authority through this meal can do something that will shift the course and the direction of our nation. There is an altar here in this place. Many would regard this as the womb or the birthplace of this nation. And so we very intentionally have set the table of the Lord, Jesus Christ, his broken body, his shed blood at the center of it all. And we're here today to remember his sacrifice, to renew covenant with our king, to repent for where we've gone off as a nation. But we believe that God has entrusted to us authority by the Holy Spirit, not just to receive this for ourselves, but to apply it to our nation. And we believe that he's inviting us, according to John 20, 23, he says, anyone who sins you forgive shall be forgiven. But anyone who sins you withhold shall be withheld. And we believe that today our Father is asking us through this meal to declare forgiveness over our nation. Most of you know that we are gathered right outside the Liberty Bell. Many of these people are in line waiting for the Liberty Bell. For those of you, this is your first time. I want you to know that there is an inscription upon it from the Bible, this historic artifact for our nation that would be rung to gather people to to Congress, to hear official meetings. And so we've rung the bell of liberty, but on that bell, there is a scripture that refers to a principle called Jubilee. And so we're here to announce Jubilee. And I've I've invited my friend, Pastor Jamie Centeno, local Philadelphia pastor. He's going to read and declare uh, this to us today. Amen. I'm so glad to be here before this table with you all. And I remember the Liberty Bell when it was just on the street and not in that building. Remember, we would just casually pass by it and didn't see it as a a big thing. And yet now seeing the, the depth 
of what God has said through this bell. And now I want to read that to you. On the Liberty Bell is proclaiming liberty throughout all the land unto all of the inhabitants thereof found in Leviticus, found in the word of God. And this was the heart that our nation started with. And so I just want to take a moment. Can we just lift our hands in this place and just begin to sense the Father's joy and peace in this place as we gather before his table, as we acknowledge him as the one who is desiring liberty to the inhabitants, to the people that he created and made. Father God, I declare that father's hearts will turn to their children and their children to their father, that that will bring a liberty into families and into lives. May you open up the hearts of fathers that they will look to celebrate and acknowledge the children that need to hear their voice and see their presence. God, turn the hearts, liberate them, Lord God, and may the children turn their hearts to the fathers again. May there be this generational blessing that comes upon our land, Father God, as we proclaim what Malachi said in, in Malachi when he spoke to the people to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the father. God, I release righteousness and I declare righteousness upon leadership and upon people that they will be in right standing with you. We declare it in Jesus' name that it will bring solutions and it will bring societal peace as the righteous rise up. And I declare, Father God, for Christ-following creative influencers to arise and come forth that they will bring heaven's solution to problems, that they'll bring heaven's solutions to education and to government and to business and to all the areas, Lord God, in our society, which we need to hear from heaven. May you rise them up. We declare it that this crossover, this coming to the Lord's table is going to bring this about in the body and to our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So many of you know that, that on this ground, in this building behind me, the Declaration of Independence was signed. Um, but I didn't realize this as I was in prayer, the Lord, and in, in studying this out, that declaration that was signed still had to be lived out. There was still a war to be fought for that, that independence that was declared. And I believe that today God is asking us to make declarations that will shape the future of our nation. It doesn't take a prophet to realize that sin is running rampant in our nation. At the root of every cause, political, social, moral, financial, at the very root is the fact that sin is in the heart of mankind. And the only remedy that we have, church, America, for sin is the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. There is one remedy for the racial issues, for the financial issues, the political chaos and confusion. It is this meal, it is this table, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But that spirit of independence that prevailed in 1776, that at once was, was used to, to bring this nation into freedom, it has soured. That spirit of independence, it has soured, it has turned on us, and it has, I believe, cultivated a spirit in this hour that has said, God, we don't need you, we don't need one another, we can do this on our own. Any of you who have been living under this spirit of independence that I can do this on my own, you realize that life of independence apart from God is misery. It's torture. Because there's only freedom found in one name, and his name is Jesus. 
And so we want to do some work today before we enter into the celebration that is the eternal jubilee of Jesus Christ. We want to stand before God and we want to repent for this spirit of independence. And we want to make a declaration on this ground of dependence. Because Jesus Christ in John 5 said this, he says, I can do nothing on my own. See, Jesus himself was fully dependent upon the Father to see the glory of God fill the earth. How much more his body today? And so I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet as we make this declaration. I'm going to invite Pastor Terry, who's a father in this city, to come. And he's going to pray and minister this declaration of dependence with us. Thank you, Peter. You know, throughout church history, biblical history, in relationship between God and his people, there have always been those moments where we have had to repent. We've had to turn back to God. Whether it was Moses coming down from the mountain and the, the presence of the Lord was so bright over his face that the people needed a veil. Paul, when he's talking to the Corinthian church, he says, to this day, that veil is still there. But whenever they would turn to the Lord, the veil would be lifted. Over and over you hear about it and you read about it and you see it. Even with David having to turn to God. In Isaiah chapter 6, he says, when I got rid of the distractions, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And so today we're going to take some time and repent. Repentance meaning turning. And it happens first individually and then corporately in the body of Christ. And we want to experience that today. And in this season, may repentance be the sustained rhythm of the church. May we always be turning to him. Not just for today on this mall, but for all time until Jesus comes. May the church constantly follow the leadership of Jesus who said this. He said, I only say what I hear the father say. And I only do what I see the father do. But I will tell you, repentance is a glorious thing. It's joyous. David, in his repentant time in Psalm 51, he says, restore to me the joy of my salvation that comes through repentance. And repentance for us says this, God of heaven, God of earth, we invite you back into every area of our lives. We want to be refreshed with you. Listen to this passage of scripture out of the book of Acts chapter 3. He says, so repent, change your mind and your purpose. Turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. That times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air may come 
from the presence of the Lord. And so this is wonderful. This is beautiful. This is glorious to be fresh and refreshed by him, to be filled by him, overflowing with his presence. But I will tell you, this is not the kind of sorrow that brings hopelessness. When we have sorrow for getting away from God and moving independently of him, that sorrow It's not filled with hopelessness. It's not the kind of sorrow that has deep shame where you can't find redemption and restoration in God. But on the contrary, this sorrow, this godly sorrow leads to a pure and sincere turning to God and God's way. Everybody say out loud, God... And God's way. The results of this turning is his refreshing, his hope, his confident expectation of his goodness coming, his peace and his direction. Here's a conversation that David had with God. Search me, oh God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts and see if there is any wicked and hurtful. Any shameful way in me and lead me in the way and in the path everlasting. And so now, before God and under an open heaven, His open heaven, let us individually do business with God. The church, those of you watching on live stream, those of you that are present, the church, let us now, the body of Christ, individually, let's do business with God. We want to ask God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to search our hearts. So right now, where you are, find your posture where you get in touch and in tune with God. Find that place. And just for a moment, we want to do business with God. Asking him to search every part of us. I will give you a moment for this now. Let us repent before the Lord. We turn to you, Father God. We turn to you. We turn to you. We give you our motives, our purity. We give you our bodies. We give you our choices. We turn to you. Move in every area of our lives. And as your church... We repent. We return to you as the supreme and as the sovereign ruler of our lives. We turn to you as the one true God and Jesus Christ as Lord of our lives. As your church, 
And as your body, Lord Jesus, we are sorry. Father God, we ask for forgiveness for living lives independent from you. Please forgive us and cleanse us with the still active blood of Jesus Christ. And now everyone stand to your feet and hold your hand up high. Everyone stand to your feet. We are about to make a declaration. And I would love for you to repeat after me. Today, as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, we declare our total dependence on you, Father God. We are dependent on you, King Jesus. We are dependent on you, Holy Spirit. Father God, we are dependent on your holy perspective found in your holy scriptures. We are totally dependent on your holy name, Jesus. And the model of the love of God that flows through your life. We ask you to help us to live lives individually and collectively as representatives of your church. We are committed to living lives that reflect your kingdom culture coming here and your will being done here in our cities in our nation and in our world may your will be done and your kingdom come now on earth just as it is in heaven in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord I give God a prayed a prayer in 1999 how can I be a part of turning America back to God God's led me on an amazing journey but I feel this journey that we're on right now of communion in the blood of Jesus could be the only hope for America we dream dreams for 20 years that there's coming something called the great communion revival I'd like to declare today, it begins at the root of covenant of this nation, the seed of the nation, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the seed of the Constitution. Two covenants founded right here today is a day of covenant renewal. It doesn't take many. Gather to me my consecrated ones who've made a covenant by sacrifice and I will answer them today. I believe there's a great shift taking place. In the 90s, I went to preach at a group of young people. I didn't know who they were. But as they were worshiping before I preached, 
the Lord spoke to me and he said, change your message and tell them I'm gonna show mercy to the youth of America because they're the great, 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 great grandchildren of Jonathan Edwards, the father of the first great awakening that prepared the way for the constitution. It was revival that prepared the way for this nation. And he spoke to me and he said, I'm gonna show mercy to the youth of America because just like David showed mercy to Mephibosheth, a broken generation because of his covenant with Jonathan, so too I'm gonna show mercy to the youth of America because of my covenant with Jonathan Edwards. That first great awakening saved America. Right before I got up to preach, a kid walked up to me. I didn't know who he was and he said, Mr. Engel, I said, yes. Guess what, he said, what? He said, I just found out this week that I'm the great, 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 great grandson of Jonathan Edwards. There's hope for America and the blood of Jesus is our only hope. I believe today there's gonna be a removal of betrayal and accusation. We are a better blood people, not a brethren accuser people. Today, we forgive everyone that's betrayed us because when, when Jesus went to the cross, he gave communion to 12 guys that would all be shredded. We're gonna forgive everyone that's ever wounded. God's gonna break off woundedness from, because of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe today, it's a day of great breakthrough in the spirit. When they had a solemn assembly in Israel, Samuel, when the Philistines were attacking them, all he did was lift up the suckling lamb and the Lord thundered against it. Today, we're gonna lift up the body and blood of Jesus and we're declaring from this root that God is gonna thunder against principalities and powers and loose something for this nation. It's Jubilee, but the real Jubilee is what Jesus said, Luke 4:18. the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news. The afflicted bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty captives and freedom to prisoners to proclaim the year of the favor of the Lord. Could this release the great harvest? Lift your heads. God, loose the jubilee of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Pour out your spirit. Save the afflicted today. Deliver us and shift this nation in the name of Jesus. Give a shout to God. We feel that this communion celebration is the first of many. So if you would like to host a communion celebration in your city, please reach out to us. You can do so through email, through social media, or through our website, cometothetableamerica.co. We love you. We'll see you next week. Until then, be brave.